you know, I, I do wish that my setup um, allowed us to listen to the intro music. Oh, okay, yeah. Before we started talking. That so we know when to jump in, kind of, or like you know when we should jump in, or well, not so much that as much as just I feel like it would help, like get me in the mood, like to pump you up. Yeah, you know. Instead, now it's just I've hit the button, and uh, you know the listeners have heard, you know, twenty seconds of our our wonderful intro song, but um, you know we're left wanting. My dad would uh, used to drive me to tennis meets, and he would put on the Braveheart soundtrack to pump me up. Nice. And then he would be like, gotta be proud because we're Irish. And I would be like, these are Scottish people in this movie, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thought that counts. I love you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, welcome, uh, everyone, to uh, another episode of You Said 100 Miles? Uh, I am your host, Bob. Uh, joining me today, as always, my co-host, Sass. Hello. And uh, we're here to kind of talk about uh, running in the dead of winter with nothing really going on. <laughs> <laughs> here in February, one of the lost months. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, it was interesting because I was thinking about this episode uh, in preparation and my thought process was, well, really i mean there hasn't been much going on like, when's your next big one so my net you, you mean long race long race because in theory you and i are doing a 5k we'll see how that goes uh just because i have unfortunately re-injured a part of my back so i'm gonna see whether they'll let me do it i i hold that i didn't injure it any of the times running so they should definitely say yes they may say no we'll see <laughs> I still maintain, you know, your upper back and shoulder are not really necessary for running. I mean, I think that and they're probably going to say something ridiculous like inflammation. And I'm going to say that's not real. Much like the moon landing. That's something the communists made up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, you know, the real trick is when. When one PT tells you one thing, oh God! <laughs> you go to another PT because you just want a second opinion. Just a second opinion. Just a second opinion. Just want to see what they say. <laughs> You're like, and you slide just because you slid a fifty across a counter <laughs> means nothing. It was just really weird. You had cash that day, and you wanted to show somebody. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Who carries fifties anymore? Nobody. <laughs> Is it okay now? <laughs> Is it all right? eyebrows 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 um well no seriously i do hope that it's nothing thank you uh, i hope that they're like yeah just do these three exercises and it'll be fine because every time before pt has fixed it uh but every time before they've been like maybe like don't run and i've been like that sounds like trash advice but i guess you're the one with the degree <laughs> well i mean in and not to like try and like figure out ways to get you to weasel out of it but i think <laughs> I think if the PT, if a PT told me don't run for an upper body injury, I'd be like, okay, you're going to have to explain this to me a little bit more than just, I can't run. Like, why can't I run? And give me 
some justification for it. And if I can't run, what can I do? I'm sure every PT that's ever going to listen to this has like got their face in their hands right now. And because I always feel like I'm like, what if I just don't swing my arms? Like, that's fine, right? That that'll make the injury go away. Well, I, I'm I'm it's just I it, it, I think we I think people should respectfully push back on their medical providers a little bit and just say, N- OK, just explain it to me. Give me justification because mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think it's easy, especially in like certain realms to say, OK, just don't do any physical activity or, mm. you know, don't do X um, because that'll be the safest uh, in theory. But um, I, I do th- I do think there is room for you to ask questions and say, can I really not? Or, you know, is there some, do I have to run slower? You know, mm. could I, could, could I alter how I run or, you know, how, and if not, how else can I stay active while I'm recovering? Uh, yeah. And I think that's, that's more of the trouble with me is that I'm not good at staying completely still. Yeah. And I'm mostly concerned at this point of like, what exercises can I do that won't, you know, exacerbate the problem here? Because yeah. I truly hate it when this happens and I, understand that it's just one of the things about you know getting older because i'm ageless apparently um but <laughs> and i'm a thousand years old uh, but um yeah no it's i'm gonna ask a lot of questions but if they tell me like you know you can't yeah, you i, can't, will, you I can't. will listen i'll right. be like okay yeah no always listen but just in that case bob i'll just show up to the race in like full morning gear to watch you run <laughs> like i'm talking like full victorian like veil big black gown uh, some people will think that I'm there to collect their souls. That's okay, though. So what's funny is if if you if you if it ends up you can't run, mm-hmm. I am very tempted to switch and see if I can switch over to the half. If I can't run, I would say you should. Like, just because you are, at this point, running a lot. A lot. Uh, you could, right now, go out and run a 5K. You might as well run the half. Well, I mean, it's... The, the, the reason I want to run the 5K is because I want to do a test of, you know, where my, you know, where my fitness is. And I just haven't run 5K... In a long time, hmm. um, I, I haven't. I've really only raced five k one time, so I would like to go out and just race five k and and just see where I can do. Like my best, my best five k is just under twenty four uh, twenty five minutes. I would like to see if I can get to the low twenty fours, okay, uh, or even possibly crack. 24 into 23 okay um and it's just mostly just a a question of like where is my fitness and uh so from that perspective it's like i i'm very interested in running a 5k um but there's another thing i am really interested in which is officially breaking two hours on a half. Okay. And I haven't, uh, I haven't 
really I like at Chicago I ran my my half split was 201. So if I I feel like in you know I've maintained my fitness since then so I feel like if not improved it like I feel like if I go out and do a half and I you know I shoot for that I can do it. So okay. I'm like Mm, there's temptation because that's kind of a, that's like a big mile stone but um but the plan is for for 5k and that's and i wanted to do 5k regardless so it's not like it's not like if we run 5k like oh i'm you're taking something away from me not at all i mean i'll probably run 5k and then later in the day go run some more <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm 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 actually glad to hear this because I was a little worried because I I signed up for this a couple weeks ago and then you would let me know I think yesterday like hey if you got to sign up now or it's gonna um the price is gonna go up a little bit and I was like oh damn it I should have told him a couple days ago when I found out about this because now he's gonna sign up and there's you gotta eat that cost so if you decide to do either one of them for any kind oh, of yeah. data I'm 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 glad that you're 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 gonna go forward with it I hope oh, yeah. I can if not we'll find another 5k in the summer it'll be great yeah. For sure. Um, but after, uh, after that, um, then I'm really into the grind of uh, the the uh, build up to Badger, and mm. I do have a 50k uh, lined up to do uh, the Ice Age 50k. What is the Ice Age 50k? Uh, are you familiar with the Ice Age Trail in Wisconsin? No, I'm not. Is it just like a very nice hiking trail kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. So it's a it's a really famous um it's a really famous trail and trail race. Uh, the Ice Age Fifty. It's it's so it's a fifty mile a fifty k, and I think they have one shorter distance than that too. Maybe maybe not. I might be making that up. Uh, but they. Uh, so it, it's one of the like the oldest trail races and it's okay. uh supposed to be absolutely beautiful um and it's a little tough so uh i'm looking forward to that that'll be a good uh training run and i believe that's in may oh that'll be good because that's by that point all the snow is melted you know we've walked out of any of the months that might hit you with a with a surprise snowstorm so yeah you nice. might just get hit with a surprise summer yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's gonna be a much hotter kind of situation. Yeah. So you know, and, and I'm so I'm looking forward to that. And 50k is great because you can go, you can run a 50k, and then you know you can come home later in the day, and you haven't, you still have an evening. Um, when you when you unless you're super fast, like once you go past 50k, it's like, oh no, like <laughs> the, you, there is nothing else going on today. Except. How long are you usually out for after something that's higher higher than a fifty k? Like, do you have like a forty eight hour period where you're just like, I'm don't invite me anywhere, don't ask me to do anything, I gotta lay down. Um, it it really depends on how hard the effort is. Is I had a interesting conversation with a f a friend of mine at a a New Year's or a Christmas party, um, about this and. What we were saying, what I was saying was like, yeah, you know, like, I'd see, I like, I'd rather go run 50K than a marathon any day. Like, 
I go run a marathon and I'm really going all out really hard and like I get done and then I'm beat. You know, I go, if I go for a 50K, it's, you know, it's just a good day out on the trail and it's like just having fun. And, and he's like, well, run harder. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't argue with that. I'm, you know. Bob, if you're not falling over after every race, I don't want you to speak to me. But it's <laughs> it's interesting because I can go out and run like a seven and a half, eight hour 50K and just, you know, that, that doesn't beat me up. It doesn't push me to my limit. And so it's like you can, you know, because my when I did the the Earth Day last year, like I, I was pretty beat up. There's a lot of elevation on that, um, but I, you know, I came home and I just had a nice evening. This does explain why, because I think if not both of them, the the second or was the first or second time you did the Chicago Marathon, um, I remember you guys barbecued right after, and I came mm-hmm. over and I remember looking at you and thinking like, oh, Bob looks like he's gonna fall over. Um, but yeah, no, that, then that would make sense to me. Why? Like after that, you were like, Oh, I'm going to die. Whereas like a 50 K you're like, ah, it's not too bad. It's the amount of effort you're kind of pushing yourself towards. Yeah. How far, how, how close you're riding the line makes a big, big difference. And, and I think about that first Chicago and how, uh, you know, there was so much going on, like the nerves, the lack of sleep, uh, you know, I definitely, whatever I ate the night before was the wrong thing. Mm. Uh, so it it was, I got done with that one. And yeah, I was just trashed. And then this year, I was fine after. You know, I think I still came home and took a nap. But, uh, you know, it really wasn't, I didn't feel like, oh my God, I'm done for, you know, weeks. Um, even that first Chicago, I mean, the next week I went and ran the Naperville Half Marathon. Okay. So it depends. And once you start, one of the interesting things about running those distances are the the effects you feel can come a lot later. Like you can feel fine, like, a day or two later, but then like you'll notice for like three weeks, just running is hard. Mm. You know, it's just, it's just a drag and your, your whole, you know, even though maybe certain aspects of your body recover quickly, like your cardiovascular system or your, your lungs might take a little longer, stuff like that. And so if you're pushing the line, right. You know, so, it's it's interesting so but and and then kind of looking at you know running a hundred there's there's kind of a couple i I've heard a lot of different perspectives on you know how long your longest run can be mm-hmm. you should be and when I did it last year. You know, my my first attempt, I'd run that hundred k, um, the in the summer, which was um just a, a hellacious experience. <laughs> um, and then I ran Chicago and I ran uh, fifty miles at dots. So I'd had a couple of really 
long runs, although Dots was like I ran 50K and I walked, you know, to get the I walked the rest to get the medal because the stupid race director had to had to make a fifty mile medal. It's not what I wanted to do, <laughs> but I had to have it. It was a good time. So, um, in the beer lap was worth it. There we go. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I I kind of the first time through it, it was just like I don't know. I don't know how I'm gonna react uh, or where I'm where my mind's gonna be like all sorts of all sorts of stuff. So it was like getting getting up to those higher miles seemed to me more like something I needed to do. Hmm. Um, I think going into the Badger, I am gonna run a 50k and I might run one other run that's like somewhere between 30 and 40 miles. Mm-hmm. I don't plan to run a 50 beforehand. Now, okay. I, I know some people who like uh, a, a running buddy of mine here. He his his mindset is uh, I always want to run a 50 before I run 100. And if I run that 50 and feel good, I know I'm set. And I think that's perfectly valid. Um, I th- what I think though is that the the amount of you know right around the time when I would run my fifty, if I was going to, would be in like middle of June, so it could be very hot, and I'm just I'm like I'm thinking about it like is it really worth it? You know, am I going to get enough out of doing a 50-mile run for it to be worth it going into the race? Okay. And because at that distance, it's really, it's more about, like, mental training. Because you, and this is something I've really kind of changed my approach to training in the last few months. And I focused a lot on where the three hour mark. So a lot of what I've read about training is you're going to get a lot of benefit after between two hours and three hours. Okay. You know, and after three hours though, you just keep your, your, your aerobic gains are going to start trailing and your risk of injury goes way up. So I've looked at kind of all of my training since then is like I'm not really going to push past three hours um, at any point. Or, you know, I might do like a four-hour run or I'm going to do the 50K. I might do a race, but... Um, when do you do the 50K? Like, let's say that the race is on, I don't know, like a Friday. Do you the, did you, do you do the 50K like Monday? Do you take a, a week to rest and... Get ready for this, or like, when would you do that? So, um, so uh, what? I'm sorry, I'm. I think I'm confused. Are you asking about like lead up to the race or after the race? Lead up to the race. Like lead you're up leading to, up to okay. the race. You're going to the. Um, you're gonna. You, as I understand this, you're gonna do a 50k to prepare for the hundred mile. Mm-hmm. So when would you do the 50k? Like so the, the when fi- in your time frame? The 50k. Is going to happen in or the the actual fifty k I have slated in May. Okay. Um. Now I probably I'm going to run another 
fifty k to forty, probably in the middle of June. Um, and oh, I sorry, I, I completely misunderstood this. I thought you said you were gonna do like a fifty k like the week of doing the hundred. Oh no, no, no! Because no. I was like, eh, you know, I don't, I don't know enough to say that that sounds crazy. Because at this point, what doesn't sound crazy? Okay, that makes more sense. Thank yeah. you for clearing that up for me. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, damn, Bob, okay. He's hard, man. Got those robot legs, you know, put together. I'm really impressed by this. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, folks just a few weeks ago did the Arrowhead 135, and that's like 150K and a little more. just going to ask you if there are races over 100 miles, which should not shock me, but there there are, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, clearly. There's, There's a couple. Um you know, that's the interesting thing. Because I've had a few people ask me, like, oh, well, once you get 100, you're going to want to, like, do 200 or something, right? And and it, I probably talked about this on this podcast already, but there's not really anything past 200 or 100 that's super interesting to me. See, Bob, you tell me this now, but I know in like a year I'm gonna get a text, and you're gonna be like, "Sass, I'm gonna parachute into uh, Alaska, and then I'm gonna have to run 150 miles to Anchorage. Uh, Want to do a podcast?" And I'll be like, "Yes, yes, I do." <laughs> From where I'm like relaxing on my chaise lounge. <laughs> well, there's nothing else on Netflix, so I suppose a podcast must do. <laughs> Um, so I guess I lied. <laughs> See, <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> because there is the Denali 135. Okay. Okay. And you would, you would be interested in doing that? <sighs> Maybe. You got a gleam in your eye. You're going to do it. <laughs> well, here's. Let's get you through the, let's get you through the badger. Yes. Let's get through the badger. But it, let me, here's the thing. Here's what a, my thought process around the the one the badge or the the Denali 135 is purely that it's in a beautiful place. Oh, that's always nice. You know, and and so it'd be, you know, so like I, I feel like a lot of these races are just excuses for you <laughs> to spend a lot of money and go travel somewhere to see like but a it's very beautiful like, part of nature. Yeah, but it's because you're trying to do this tough thing. Oh like, yeah, no, yeah, totally. You need support. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that yeah right? No. <laughs> Sport. sport yeah it's no but there some of the uh, like the denali 135 like you gotta you have you have to bring a crew with you and like mm-hmm. they have to drive with you in a jeep and follow you um through the through the race and so there's things about it that are like i don't know if that's really what i want to do well okay so denali 135 is it in a more southern area of the u.s where is this that's in Alaska. So, oh, it's in Alaska. Okay, that makes way more sense. Like you would need a crew. Yeah, and so it's like it's. I understand that. It's like, is that really what I want? Like my real, like the the thing I really want to do, um, that has just been top of mind for me is, um, running the Wonderland Trail. Okay. At Mount Rainier, and oh, I think that's it's ninety three or ninety four miles. As a like a total elevation gain and descent of about 23,000 feet. Okay. Um, Have you done anything in like a high elevation yet? I haven't. Okay. That's, so that'd be a different kind of challenge yeah. too. Well, and so the interesting thing about the Wonderland Trail is it's not a race. Okay. 
Um, so it's in a national park, and I generally don't think the national parks allow races. Okay, that makes sense. But they allow tours. Oh. So there is this company that does a tour, okay. technically, that is like, it's a three-day tour. And so you break up the 93 miles in the, you know, roughly, like 30-mile segments, roughly. Mm-hmm. And you go run, and they schlep your gear. Oh, that's nice. Okay, that's nice. And they, like, they say they set up a really nice tent for you. And <laughs> and a little bit of glamping involved. And it's, uh, you know, that's very attractive to me as something to do. Um, or, like, rim to rim to rim mm-hmm. at the Grand Canyon. Um, so those are things that are, like, in the back of my mind is stuff that I'd like to do at some point um once you get so one of the things i learned at dots was there are things where you know i i enjoyed running i enjoyed spending time with people but i don't necessarily always want it to be a race mm-hmm. you know sometimes you know i just I just want to go out and run forever at my own pace. If I want to stop for 20 minutes just to shoot the shit with people or what have you, I want to do that. So if I, if, it, if, it, if there's something like I want to do, that's just not like, I don't care about the racing aspect of it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, something like the Wonderland trail mm-hmm. makes a lot more sense. Uh, or like, you know, when I was in, when I was in Denali with my friends and we did the bikepacking trip, like the the urgency to get to our endpoint was not that we would get cut off for time, is that we needed to put our heads down and sleep, mm-hmm. and if we did not get to our campsite, we would die in the wilderness. <laughs> a bear would get you, or bears, a- bears. So yeah, I, it. So, yeah, I mean, past the Badger, there are things I'm thinking about. There are races I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, I do think it's interesting. Like, I don't necessarily just say in my head, ooh, let me go and do all the hardest, toughest races. Mm-hmm. Or, let, I want, I really want to do this. Or, I really want to do that. Um, You know, or like some sometimes it's just gonna be hey I really want to go to that place and I will go run at that place not necessarily find a race there. It's funny you say this because after our last talk, a friend of mine actually kind of texted me, um, and he's he's like you a a long distance runner and asked me if I wanted to train for half marathon with him and his brother, and I really thought about it and I was like, am I do I have any interest in this at all? And I was thinking like, well, why don't I? Like kind of in a different Mm -hmm. way. And I think talking to you these past couple of times has really helped me kind of solidify why at the end I was like, that's really sweet of you to ask me, but no. And I think it's because I, to me, running is so relaxing that the idea that I would have to track for training because you, you would just have to, to get to like a different distance. I track so many things in my life, whether it be like at work or at home or like keeping a time and trying to um, go over that time or making sure that I'm kind of keeping up with my projects or that kind of thing. Like running is like my one area where I'm like, no, I just want to go out. I know I can do this distance. It's going to be very relaxing. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, I think that's really interesting that you have said this now that you just kind of want to go somewhere and run. 
um, because it's a greater distance than mine, but it, like I get that a lot because it's yeah. just it's just really nice to go somewhere and just kind of take a nice, comfortable run. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, like I, 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 one hundred percent appreciate that kind of that mm-hmm. take of like you know you don't want to make running, uh, you don't want to make running a chore. And I, I don't, I don't think it's bad that anybody like that you say, like are very data driven and, and, or anybody who does this, like, I just think that's a different way to do the same thing I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Like Mm -hmm. if, you know, like you said, for me, I I like kind of the, I was looking at charts earlier today of like all sorts of data um <laughs> and just trying to like be like hmm, i wonder what this means and i wonder what that means and am i pushing myself yeah. hard enough right now well and- it's it's like not even that i don't understand doing that because i do that with so many other aspects of my life and it's weirdly that running is the one place where i'm like i'm not tracking this i don't care i know what my last times in like 5Ks are because they do them for me and I like to meet those or go lower than them. But other than that, like day to day, I'm like, nah, I'm just going to go for a run. I have some like general ideas of how long three miles is from the places I start. Um, Sometimes I drive to like trails and I'll kind of map it ahead of time, like how far Mm -hmm. do I have to go? But that's as much as I want. And then I put my headphones in and I'm like, it's time to enter the most relaxing space, uh, meditative state that I have ever managed to get into. (laughs) One thing I might recommend okay i'm listening that it because i i've i've found in my entire you know in the running that i've done and i got a really funny perspective of how short amount of time i was running i've been running today because so we um this group of uh, friends on slack we we were sharing graphs today from this website called smash run okay and the graph basically shows you um, what, like, how many, it's a graph of how many miles you've run in the past 365 days. Okay. And uh, so it's really, you know, it's a really interesting data point. And what you see with my graph is uh, 2021, uh, you know, or I think 2020 kind of started running but really didn't 2021 mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna start running and then <laughs> just, just, just skyrockets <laughs> in like a year and like other people started sharing their graphs and you see like they worked their way up to the to the same like i'm at i think as of today i have my trailing 365 is 2036 miles okay wow so you know, you see other people on there that they spent years, you know, five, six years working their way up to that. Some others that were shorter too. And I'm not saying that to brag or anything. Arguably, I went too fast. Um, but it, it's interesting because it's like, oh, that's just one of those other reminders that like, I feel like I've done so much in a very short amount of time. And and I suppose that's partially true, Mm. but it's also, it really has been a short amount of time. I really haven't been running that long. Um, so it's been like two years, a little, little more, a little less than that. Uh, you know, it'll be two years since my first race. Um, so cause, cause I like, I started running over, I did the, the, the couch to 5k over the summer. And then, 
I did, I worked my way up to 10K, mm-hmm. and that was by November. <clears throat> and then it got cold, and ah. I said, I don't want to run in the cold. This is miserable. And then I just did the indoor bike for a while, and then I started running again when I saw the, the 10K sign up um, at the Arboretum. And and I was like, yeah, why not? Let me go try. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that happens? So, and that's really, I, I kind of, like, I kind the way I think about it, I've got kind of like two starts to my running story. There's the couch to 5K, and then there was the the 10K, which is in March or April mm-hmm. at the Arboretum. And, you know, and they were kind of two very different things. You know, when I, st- when I did the couch to 5K, I was on the verge of a mental breakdown. Couch to 5K is a good app. I've used that before coming yeah. back from like an injury or just like a, a year of not running yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, no, I it worked great for me. I've heard, you know, and I know because it was recommended to us or to me by a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's what I started with. I've recommended it to other people. Also, let's see, you have like pick different avatars and one of them is named Runicorn. <laughs> which makes me laugh every single time. It's just like a giant unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Runicorn. Runicorn. He's the official mascot of the color run. I'm like, oh, amazing. <laughs> yes. Um. So, yeah. So, and then, so that was the Couch to 5K, and there's a whole story there that one day we should go into, like, of everything that was going through my head at that sure. time. Sure. And then, you know, jump forward to the 10K in the spring. And that was different because that was, I had spent the whole winter on the indoor bike. Like, literally an hour every night, typically going hard and probably too hard. I mean, to the point, like, I remember you had come over, you guys had come over, like, several times. You were having fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah. I'd come out of the garage and completely soaked. Just drenched in sweat. And yeah. it was cold out. Like, snow was still on the ground. And we were, like, you know, huddled around a, a fire like our ancestors. Yeah. In plague times. <laughs> in plague, yeah, in plague times. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about whether or not we will make it through the winter and whether we'll get eggs at the market, that kind of thing. <laughs> so... You know, and and so like when I went for that 10k, it, it kind of shifted. It was like less of it was less of the 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 sanity, really, and the stress relief, and more of like, what could I, you know, where, how much could I do? Mm-hmm. And and kind of since then, it's all been how far can I go? And that's, you know, because it. If if it was just purely my health, I'd stop running today and focus 100% on diet and try and get down to um, the weight my doctor would like me to do mm-hmm. and stop, you know, or severely curtail my running. But I'm not going to do that <laughs> because I want to see how far I can go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, that was kind of a bit of a side, but where I was going with that is along that journey, what I found for myself to be the biggest um breakthrough in running was being able to run an hour continuously okay and once i hit that point i felt deep down i was like really i could do anything wow like it really that to me that that is a huge barrier which generally coincides around what most people 
you know, starting out are going to do for 10K, you know, somewhere between an hour to an hour 20. Um, and so if you ever want to do it and without, you know, making it this thing where you're kind of like having to think about it and track it and ruining your, your hobby, uh, a thought you might explore is just make an hour long playlist. Oh, that's all. Oh, I can't run without music. Like I, I can, but it's a miserable experience. Yeah. Like, and I've, we- I have weirdly found that like days when, um, I really, I really like this band called Monoskin. They just released a new album. And I was yeah. like, this is perfect because I'm starting up training for this 5k and just a good, a good new song just can get me through a, a five, a, like a three yeah. mile run, a one mile run. Just like, I didn't even know that time was going by. Yeah. Oh, so it makes such a huge difference. I also like soundtracks from like action movies that are just instrumental because then you nice. do feel like you're running from a raptor or something and that helps a lot. I like that. I, di- I did not like this app personally, but there was something called, I don't even know if it's around still, it was a zombie 5K. Oh, yeah. Where like it, you trained, but it was like you were running from zombies, so occasionally yeah. the app would be like, the zombies are coming, run! This did not work for me, but I, I know a couple of people who really enjoyed it. So, not trying to pressure you into doing 10Ks or anything more. Um, we are, though. We think we, we want you all there in our uh, the merch we have not made yet. <laughs> so, it's it's uh, t-shirts and puffy paint time before we do it. <laughs> I've got I've got 29 t-shirts <laughs> up in my office right now that I've made for something very stupid. Um, and I just I need to to finish ironing them to set the ink and then get them in the mail and hopefully I get that done this week. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, it is the most ridiculous thing. Um, and uh, if anyone from a certain sector of the world is listening, because <laughs> um, I've heard we mentioned 10 junk miles a lot on this podcast, specifically me. So I'm not going to mention 10 junk miles <laughs> on this podcast at all tonight. So I just, it has nothing to do with 10 junk miles and no. wet corn. Never. Definitely. Mm-mm. Uh, so yeah, no. Um, I I'm actually very curious. You said that you okay, you ran for like a full hour and you felt like you had a breakthrough in running. Do you feel like did did that in any other part of your life show up? Like you felt better in other aspects of like what you were doing, or was it just in the running? Because I'm always curious of like break breakthroughs in some areas of our lives kind of affect how we feel in the rest of it, or if it's just like this one great moment. Uh. You know, I think at the time that I had that breakthrough, like it really was um, a little more isolated to running, but you still like you you accomplish this thing and you feel really good about it, Mm -hmm. you know, and when I remember when I was doing the the couch to 5k and doing the couch to 10k, um, their follow-up program. I I remember like having these thoughts along the way of like man I don't I couldn't imagine running a marathon like I'm I'm barely getting through 3 miles um you know or like I'm getting up to 5 miles and oh, I'm wrecked like how could how could I ever run a marathon and just something about, you know, and I think my, that my mind was still there at that point, you know, when I finished the 10 K, when I did that in November 
and then for some reason when I went and I did the 10k in the spring and you know I had really been training on the bike over the winter hard and like I felt a lot better and I said no I could I can do this Mm -hmm. that's when that really came around I reinforced what I had accomplished in the November by doing it again and doing it again after I really hadn't run Mm -hmm. for months and that was a big that was the big change in my life that's really cool though because like you kind of you did it in a way that I always think is really smart where like you just kind of you do one thing and you go like okay that that was hard but I did it yeah and then once you've done that you're like well I mean might as well just something harder like it's it's weird it's like it's uh it's not being afraid of a challenge but you don't want the challenge to be so big that you you turn tail and run every time you think about it well that, and that's the that's a great thing about running is it's you can you start with a 5k and if you can't run a 5k you almost definitely can walk it mm-hmm. outside of a very fringe case of people yeah you know um, and walking's really, really good for you. It is. It absolutely is. Um, you know, you can walk fight, and then you can slowly build on top of it and build on top of it. And I do. I know there are people out there who immediately think like there are two distances. There's five Ks and there's marathons, <laughs> as represented on this podcast. <laughs> and there's nothing in between. Everything else in between is garbage. No, 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 no. Yeah. You know, there's 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 five Ks, there's ten K, there's eight mile races. Like, you could just, you could honestly just get to a mile. Like yeah. you run a mile, and if you come are comfortable doing it, like that's amazing. Yeah. Well, that first time I ran a mile continuously mm-hmm. was huge. That was such a that was such a big moment for me personally, and I know it is for a lot of people. So I, I was at. I was at a running store um, maybe a month or two ago for like this strength thing, which was a really cool um, uh, session that the store put on. Um, But anyways, there was a woman there who was like starting to go on the rant about like, you know, why do they give medals at five K's? And it's like, um, because it's awesome. That's why. (laughs) And it's like, this could be the, this could be a life changing moment for someone. Mm -hmm. If you don't want the medal, don't take it or take it and huck it. Check it. Who cares? It doesn't matter that you don't care about it. That could change that person. That could be the person who this who gets through that 5K, changes their life. They go, they lose 200 pounds and everything in their life is better, whether they run another mile or not. And it's, that's why, like, don't, my complaint of five cases, I think they're generally too expensive. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> that's, it's like, that's pretty true. Yeah. But I know those bagels yeah. aren't that expensive. You can't <laughs> fool me. Uh, you know, I don't want to pay $45 for a 5k. I'm sorry. Um, well, and I know people who have, who trained for a 5k, did a 5k and went like, okay, I'm never going to do that again, but I'm really happy that I did it. Cause yeah. I tried it and it was something that I ca- I will always remember. Yeah. You know, it, 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 absolutely. I, I think it, it's an attainable goal 
that mm-hmm. virtually everyone can do and I will never not encourage people to go and try it and um you know and if you like running and you you want to do more you can um and and I think the next logical uh, once you get to like I said once you can get to an hour of continuous running mm-hmm. really opens a lot of doors and you can do whatever you want if you want to focus on staying 5k you know um that's great um I feel like I've sometimes heard people are worried about like the weight that they are at for running a 5k and I I will tell you I have played at some point it feels like every sport under the sun and I have seen all body sizes and it really just what you look like on the outside does not necessarily say what your health is at any point and it is just a very different ball game you can try it at any size that you're at you just have to feel comfortable giving it a shot yeah I the running I when I started running I was probably about 260 pounds and um you know right now I'm right around 210 and I'm frankly heavy for a runner I'm very heavy for a runner um am I going to you know be competitive and stand on podiums at this weight no um but I can still run and I can run in a healthy way and I was doing that at 260 you can do it um it just a matter you just gotta the biggest thing you gotta learn to listen to your body Mm -hmm. you know if you go out there and you start running and you run too hard um or maybe you have something going on and you hurt yourself you're never gonna run again because you didn't listen to your body and i think that's usually where the bigger problem is because it, it's also, I feel like, I, I don't know, I feel like I hear a lot like, oh, you must lose a lot of weight if you're running a lot. And I'm like, not really, because your body needs as many calories to be put back in as you were, you know, burning because it needs that energy. So it's it's really, yeah. if you can run and somebody's trying to give you a problem about your weight, like, they don't, number one, no one knows your health but you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can tell them to fuck right off is what you can do. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting because... Uh, I, I definitely understand the, the hesitate, like, uh, that stigma that people feel Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. running and when they're overweight and it, it sucks. It really does. I remember the first time I showed up to club to go run and I was like, I felt like, oh my God, I'm the huge fat guy here. Uh-huh. Who wants to run? And I felt, you know, and I'm also I have social anxiety to begin with, but, um, you know, it, it's like other people feel that too, you know, and especially I'm I'm showing up to a run club that's primarily centered around the Chicago Marathon, so you know this isn't like a walk to run program, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, oh man, this is what did I get myself into? And I'm glad I did because they're all wonderful people. And you know, no one, no one ever has once said anything mm. about, Oh, here's this bigger guy who's, you know, coming to run and do marathon training with us. And, you know, and wait, he wants to do ultras too. Like, what is it? This doesn't make any sense. No one's, no one says those things. Well, Bob, it's would- all up here. 
It's all mental, and I would tell you what I weigh, but I stopped weighing myself like a year ago because I just realized it just was not good for my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I know, I, I, I know it's higher than two hundred, though. I can tell you that. But I mean, again, it's not the weight; it's it's what you, it's how your body feels to you. Yeah, which could be different from day to day too. Well, and, and it can be different from day to day, and it can, you know, like how you run. You know, are yeah. you running with good form? Good form. Uh, good shoes. Wearing the right shoes is so important. So, this is an this is an interesting topic. Oh, here we go. Okay, because okay. I love I, I love shoes. Um, <laughs> I've I've maybe picked that up from you. Maybe the occasional text that you send me. <laughs> it's Bob. It, know that every time you send me a pair of shoes with a, a picture of a pair of shoes, I feel joy for you. So. <laughs> Um, you're you're coming to the wrong person for judgment on this. And I was like, ooh, hello. Those are colorful, <laughs> and they're always colorful. They're always colorful. I never, I, I do so. I try so hard not to buy boring colored shoes. I think I was like in my my mid twenties when all of a sudden shoes went from being boring to like bright colors, and I was like, oh, my time has come. Yes. Um. No, I remember I went to the running store once because I was having some foot problems, and what. Uh, and I was just kind of trying to see if like I could do something different. And the guy there was very interesting. What he, you know, what he said is like, you know, there's no shoe that's going to fix your problem, mm-hmm. but there are shoes that will make your problem worse. Oh, that's smart. So, you know, and, and, um, you know, I, I had a lot of respect for that. Cause he, he actually was like, I came in to ask about a very specific shoe and he's like, you know, it might, but if I sell you this shoe today and it makes your problem worse or something else, like you're not going to think very good of us and this, that, mm-hmm. and the, I mean, he obviously would have sold me the shoe. Oh yeah. yeah you yeah. know, but you know, he, he really did push back on it a bit and, um, and which was, you know, that was a good experience. That was a good thing to hear. Um, and, but the uh, the the other side of that is there can uh, there are oh, there are a lot of shoes out there that do have a lot of different profiles and you definitely can be in the wrong shoe if you don't know what you're looking for so that that's one of the ones where if you don't know if you don't know what you're looking for or you don't know what you need from a from a, a running shoe Go to the local specialty running store and have them fit you and talk it through with them. Yes, it's more expensive. Oh, it's yeah. It's worth the extra money. Well, I remember when I was younger just being at like, I don't know, like shoe carnival or something, like putting Nikes on and trying to like jog around the store yeah. and not bother anybody and be like, are these okay? Like, will this work? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it was hard because like those were the shoes I had to make last. Like yeah. once I bought them, that was it. Um, and the first time I, I think I went to a Dick Pond and was just kind of going like, I don't really know what to pick. I need new shoes. And that not only were they very helpful, but like, they were like run in them and we're going to look at your stride. I was like, you're going to what? Yeah. <laughs> like, and it was, it was, it was very helpful. Yeah. I, I mean, and they're, I, that's generally, um, the shop that I, I use Dick Pond and, um, I really like them and it's, it really, 
it ma- it makes a big difference. Now you don't have to go off the deep end like me, where it's like, <laughs> hey, that's a brand new shoe. I should try that. Or or the the worst problem when you have the people who are sending you all shoe deals all the time. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> this is normally a hundred forty bucks, but it's seventy dollars today. And there's You're a right. coupon. I should buy two <laughs> and spend the hundred forty. To be in fairness, Bob, you go, th- you run the amount of miles where I would expect somebody to need a fair amount of shoes. Yeah, and you know, I think, although I, I will say, I think I've, I think I have figured out, kind of, what I want out of a shoe, and how I want them to feel and what works for me, and it did mean trying a few different things, um, to get there and. Uh, so there are definitely shoes I have on the rack that I'll probably have up there for a long time because I don't want to wear them for longer than like, you know, a half hour, hour run. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to take them on long runs and, uh, but the ones that, the ones that work are, you know, they're workhorses and, um, but, and they, you know, shoes last me, shoes last between 350 and 500 miles for me. And then they're, it's time for pasture. Um. Interestingly, I find the Brooks shoes tend to, I have to ditch them earlier. Mm. Hoka's tend to last a little longer for me. Oh, God bless Hoka's. It's, it's so I funny. I don't know. We're on the outs with Hoka. What? You know? What are you talking about? Yeah, there's, I mean, because, you know, Camille Heron has moved on from Hoka. Oh, boy. And she's now with Lululemon. Oh, so, no. I mean, there's that Hoka loyalty. I mean, see, uh, now Hoka, if you're interested in any sponsorship, oh, we're in. We're so we'll say whatever. Hoka you is want. the best shoe ever. It is <laughs> the only shoe, shoe I wear. I don't wear anything else. I set the rest of them on fire in a big bin. I sleep in my Hoka. <gasps> Bob, <laughs> Hoka sleep shoes. <laughs> I, it's funny. I was actually talking to two friends, and I, uh, I I took a picture of my cat on my treadmill because it was really cute. And they saw my Hoka shoes there, and they both went like, "Oh, do you like those? I've been hearing good things." I'm like, "Oh, allow me to enlighten you." I, I'll tell you the the thing, the thing that I have struggled with with Hoka is the toe box. Really, and it's it is the one if the toe box was just a little wider I, and because i i've worn wide hokas I've, I've ordered wide hokas but it's the way that the 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 toe box shape mm-hmm. comes around too it just it gets rough i get i haven't been able to find a hoka pair that doesn't rub my big toe and is also will keep the rest of my foot secure okay and so I love, like, I do really enjoy Hoka. And, like, for shorter runs, I've found them to be, and I ran a 50-miler in Hoka's. Wow. Um, but at the end of that 50-miler, my toe was on fire. Like, it it really was tough. And But since then, I've tried a couple of different, um, different shoes, which are, uh, have worked a little better for me in that, that toe box, uh, because Brooks toe box typically feels a little better, so um, I was looking at for the Badger. Um, I, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be one of three shoes that I wear. Um, one would be my, and the least likely, I think, my Hoka Clifton Eight 
wides that are actually a size up. Um, so, um, and those are, those would be good if my feet swell as much as I think they're going to swell. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they are pretty voluminous. The other one is the Brooks glycerins, um, which, uh, are super comfortable. Uh, and they've, they've generally been working pretty well for me. Um, and the other one is a recent one. Um, and somebody's li- going to listen to this and be like, he, they, he got that idea for me. And that's the, uh, the craft CTM ultra two that shoe has been delightful. So, um, one of those three is, or some combination of those three is probably what I'm going to wear at the Badger. Okay. Now I got my first pair of Hoka's after, um, I was having some arch issues and, uh, two other runner friends basically just said, you think it might be your shoes? Um, shout out Andrew and Angie, especially cause I think Angie listens to this. Hi Angie. Uh, and I was like, yeah, what a what a genius move, actually, because I'm an idiot and just not think of that. But yeah, they were great and uh, kind of solved that problem. But it's good to it's good to branch out and see like what else is out there too. So it's good that you have like a, a variety of shoes you're gonna try for this. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, my goal is to to find a a a, a narrow selection uh, that I like, and these are just the ones I want to go with, and. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I've gone through a lot of a lot of shoes that are like, okay, I like this about this shoe. I've liked this about this shoe, and now I'm starting to to filter shoes out. There are shoes that I'm I'm gonna get my I'm gonna ride them till they die, and I'm not gonna look to get a replacement pair for those. I don't know that I'll ever wear a pair of Nikes again. I just feel like there's no support. Like I just feel like they're very flat. They're probably good for. I mean, they're probably great for some people, but I I the once I once I was trying something with a thicker sole, it was very helpful. Do you do you run? Um, do you wear a stabilizing shoe, or do you wear a neutral shoe? More like a stabilizing shoe. Yeah, I've got. I mean, I've got two pairs: one that's stabilizing, one that's not. I wear the stabilizing more than more than more than I do okay. the other one. Gotcha. Yeah. Trying to mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man, I didn't think I had anything for this episode i was a little worried about this i'm like what are we gonna talk about but okay we did a good i thought a pretty good job not just rambling at one another (laughs) here's a here's a question for you sure um as as we start to to wind down what if if you were gonna run okay a you know 100 mile race 100 miles okay and you were gonna have a pacer Okay. Come in and run with you in the middle of the night and help you get to the finish line, mm-hmm. which is very common in these races. What kind of like what do you what would you want out of that pacer? Do you want someone who's going to talk a lot? Do you want someone no. who's going to shut up? I think I would want somebody who was like along for the ride, but like silent support. That, and I wouldn't even want them to like. Mm, I would want it discussed ahead of time, like tell me every time we've hit every let's say five to ten miles uh or unless i ask but other than that just kind of like run with me um because i don't i i would get worried that i this is gonna sound ridiculous but i would get worried that like oh the pacer's not having a good time i should try to make conversation when i'm instead trying to focus on getting to the end of this so so my weird social niceties would wake up and be like we should ask how they're doing like how are you doing Oh, where are you from? So, because you're worried about making them 
have a bad time, mm-hmm. you're going to intentionally make them have a bad yes, time. Yes, okay. exactly. Gotcha. I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get anxious and be like, I should ask how their day was. Like, <laughs> so what do you do when you're not doing this? That's nice. Got any kids? Like, <laughs> a half mile has passed. <laughs> okay. He's like, when will I die? <laughs> No, I think I think I would want to agree ahead of time. Like, like, please uh, just let me focus on it. This is not. I would need to tell them ahead of time. I'm not being rude. I just need to focus on this. Oh yeah. Well, and I think that's really fair. There, this is something that has been crossing my mind a lot um, because I definitely um, will be uh, utilizing pacers at the Badger. That's smart. Okay. Um, and uh, and. I was just thinking about like what what do I need what do I want and you know generally I I actually do really enjoy talking with people mm-hmm. along the way and and having conversation and and it's like okay if generally you're going to be like the aid stations are about 5 miles apart sometimes a little more sometimes a Maybe a skosh less, but you, so you got, you know, um, you got like an hour and a half to two hours between them by the time, you know, you're at to that stage of the race and you're not an elite. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I know where I am on this. <laughs> I know my place. I, you know, I think for me, it's, it's going to be, I need, I need the reminders to eat and drink mm-hmm. and what i found at tunnel hill was it wasn't it wasn't even that i i didn't want to eat or didn't want to drink i just forgot okay like it just was something that like i could i had a lot of trouble remembering to do um I mean, I, I have, uh, there's a, like a small track at my park district and, you know, you go like eight times around, you've hit a mile and I have a really hard time like keeping track of that, let yeah. alone, and I'm not making a joke right now. I, I'm serious. Like with eating or drinking, I probably would get like lost in my head and, be, and that would be smart. I would need somebody to tell me like, now is when you need to eat. Now is when you need to like, have you had enough yeah. water? Yeah, no, for sure. I, it's. And it'll be a challenge in the first half of the race when I, you know, won't have, won't have a pacer. Do you pay a pacer? Is it a friend? Do you, do they have people there who will do this? So generally you get your friends to do it. Um, There, there's at least one company I know of out there that is a a pay a pacer. That's fun. Okay. Um, Which is, which actually (laughs) kind of, it was an interesting idea because, you know, if you're gonna this is this race is close to me it's not gonna be too hard um to get a buddy um to come up and and pace with me um but if you were going let's say i was gonna go run Badwater in mm. california well if my buddy wants to come you know or i want my buddy to come and pace me you know i'm probably gonna pay for his flight mm-hmm. yeah. you know or you know a considerable um you know portion of it or you know i'm gonna accommodate them basically and so that that can become very expensive but you know there are other races um you know where you're just flying into let's say montana for a race and 
hey, if there's somebody there who's willing to pace you, um, and you can you're paying them, and so they're just gonna show up and do their pacing job and you know be done. I mean that's kind of nice. Um, it, it's it's cool to run with your friends mm-hmm. and and I do look forward to running with my friends um, and having them pace me. Um, and uh, you know especially when KJ and I go you know hand in hand through the finish line mm-hmm. i mean he will have finished like several hours before me no 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 hand in hand <laughs> no he's gonna have finished several hours before me and he's gonna Slow come motion, back it's a fire playing in the background but i think as much as much conversation as can be had the better um, I know I'm going to get into like those caves where it's like, I'm going to need to like zone out mm-hmm. and just, let's just run. Um, but so I haven't, I haven't yet, like I had a pacer for maybe an hour at Christmas in July and she was great. She, she you know, she just ran with me, chatted with me the whole time. There was a fairly, it was a fairly short stretch, mm-hmm. you know, when at, at the Badger it's going to be like more like 20 to 30 miles um, instead of, you know, an hour, a uh, couple miles. So uh, I, it's something I need to think about more. And uh, I I want, I am going, I'm planning to my buddy, Paul, he's got a couple of races coming up where he wants a pacer and I want to go pace him. And I'm hoping that that experience, I'll get a better idea of what I will want. That's a really good idea. Yeah, kind of seeing what it is from the other side and then kind of going with what you would want in that situation. That's a really good idea, Bob. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And, um, you know, and hopefully for interested parties, that was um, a helpful start. Um, there's one last thing, and then we'll wrap up, is... There's a bit of a competition okay. going on with the Badger because um, we – there's somebody who enjoys uh, stirring the pot. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Oak Miller decided that I am going to beat uh, – I'm going to cross the finish line before Geo – Dio Diomenko. Okay. Who's coming in from Colorado to run the race. Okay. Um, and this is this is great because on paper, I absolutely should not beat Gio. Should should I know who this is? No, you okay, should not. Cool. He is he's a guy who is a who's part of this ten junk miles slack. Got it. Is a big fan of that podcast. Um, by all accounts, a nice guy. And by all accounts, should uh, handily beat me, especially with assistance uh, from uh, another excellent runner, Cat. But um, because this has been thrown out there into the universe, mm-hmm. um, now Geo is going down. You're gonna have to trample him into the dust, Bob. I'm down. sorry. He is it's... down. <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> There's no coming back. <laughs> no. I'm taking you down, Gio. <laughs> Saying it here on this podcast. 
Hey, Bob, maybe you should worry more about finishing a race 100 mile before. Oh, no, 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 no. New goal. New goal. New goal. If if I don't if I don't beat Gio, I'm just going to drop right when he crosses the line because there's not going to be any point. I Mm -hmm. mean, Bob, it's like, did you ever see the movie A Knight's Tale? I feel like I have seen that entire movie, (laughs) but I don't know that I have seen that movie. Now, Bob, this movie, beloved by teen girls everywhere who are are millennials, uh, shows Heath Ledger, the late great Heath Ledger. uh, He's getting ready to do a a tournament and his uh, buddies tell him, you know, uh, too bad that that night you're about to fight, he uh, lets his people starve while he feasts, and he makes an enemy that day, Heath Ledger, and he wins because he's full of righteous anger. And I feel like that's what we got to do here. We got to fill you with righteous anger. Righteous anger. So I'm going to go out, uh, do a little detective work, find some terrible things about this person. I'm going to come back and tell you, and then you will right these wrongs by uh, finishing before him in a race. I I like this. Okay. I like this. This is, this scene, so... Team Geo is talking about <laughs> like is their real name, <laughs> like inflicting bodily harm upon me <laughs> to if I if I'm somehow ahead. Got of a Nancy character. I'm going going for like I like this like more of a psychological. Got to get right in his yeah, head. Exactly. We'll find his phone number. We'll send him weird texts. See here here's what I'll do. I'll like. I like pretend to be struggling, like keeping up with him the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just make it look like, oh my god, I'm barely able to keep up with Geo, like the whole time. Like say it out loud too. Be like, oh, oh god, if god. only I could, if only Ugh. I could just keep going. Just like get into the aid stations, like a minute or two behind them, and just, be, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> and then now, like with like a half mile to go, mm-hmm. I'll just be like, peace. And just take off. See, and Bob, he'll be demoralized. Oh my god, he will. And just in case, that's where I will pop up from behind a tree and yell something like, you know, your mother never loved you. <laughs> <laughs> and that he'll be like, oh my god, I can't take this from both a physical and mental standpoint. And he'll collapse. <laughs> <laughs> this is an excellent plan. Oh, there's nothing. What could go wrong with this plan? <laughs> there, nothing. It's perfect. Nothing. <laughs> An FBI agent is listening to this plan right now and going, we got to get these people on, like, national security. (laughs) (laughs) These people are twisted, man. (laughs) You guys want to be CIA operatives? Like... (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Um, Well, I think... I think that'll pretty much wrap it up. I mean, I'm hoping uh, our next episode we are... Um, able to sit down and chat about a, a wonderful 5K we both ran. If not, obviously we understand. Yes. <laughs> um, but we'll please still sit me, down. Please tell me it's okay. Please tell it's me it's okay. okay. It's okay. Tell me it's okay. It's, okay. it's, it's fine. Just don't like. <sighs> It'll be fine. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Um. Yeah. So uh, we will we will chat to you all again in about a month and uh. We hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Have a good day.